And so it's just this great lens that changes the way that you view your family. That's great. See, I think that I personally need to uh, take the kids assessment and then you and my wife need to have a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, Power Family. It is Coach Aaron back at you with another episode of Power in Strengths. Today, I'm sitting out with Dr. Ryan Darby. Dr. Ryan Darby is on a personal mission to disrupt negativity, and he does it as a researcher, consultant, and a father. Currently, Dr. Ryan serves as president of Incredible Families and is the co-creator of the Incredible Parent and Incredible Kid Strengths Assessment. As a researcher, he has published original research in the leading academic journals, including cognition and basic and applied social psychology, psychosomatic medicine, among others, and in leading industry journals like the Gallup Business Journal. Ryan is the co-creator of the two largest strengths coaching certification programs in the world, Gallup Strengths Coach Certification Program and the Global parent strength certification. He received his doctorate and master's degree from the University of California, San Diego, and his bachelor's degree from Brigham Young University. Ryan, man, it is so great to be on with you. Um, I just, I love hanging out with you, man. So what I'm going to ask you to do is what is your super six um, and how can they make you a more personally powerful person. Yeah, Aaron, thank you for having me. It really is a pleasure, not, not only just to sit and chat with you, but it's also really a pleasure to talk with Power Families, man. This is gonna be a lot of fun. So I'm excited to, to get out there, spread the word. Uh, and we got we gotta shorten up that intro though, right? <laughs> that bio is terrible. Um, so yeah, you, you all know me and your question is, what are my super six? So, I actually lead from the front. So if you lead from an emotional perspective, so um, warmth is a big part. So within my super six, you're going to find sensitivity. And what that looks like as a parent, that's not my number one, is I am super in tune to when my kids are feeling bad. I just, they don't have to tell me. I can. I just walk into the room and I just know, okay, something's up. They're feeling bad. They need, some, need something. Um, I've got a lot of stability and stability are just parents that just don't get ruffled very easy, easily. It takes a lot to get me upset. That doesn't mean I don't get upset. I have kids, right? Like, uh, um, but I, it takes a little bit more maybe than some others. Tenderness. I show a lot of love. Uh, tenderness really is that parent that likes to show love. They do things for the kids. They like cuddles. They like to serve those kind of things. Um, those are the three that I find that I lead most often with. Um, got some trainers zest, those ones up top too. But the three that I find that I lead most often with is my sensitivity, stability, and tenderness. Man, I love that. Those are all some super warm, warm strengths, man. Yeah. And I, I just, I, I have a lot of warm strengths in my top six too. And the sensitivity is just, oh, it makes you feel so good. Yeah, yeah it, it really is one of those ones where uh, I, I'm at my best when my children are struggling. I know it sounds really weird, right? Um, but really when they're down, that's when I connect with them and I connect deeply. 
and it's my kids are young. So I have a 12 year old, a six and a two and a half. Um, but what it's done is because I've connected with them whenever they've struggled, now that my 12 year old is 12 and the struggles are bigger, she, she comes to me, right. And she'll continue to come to me because I was there early on in the struggles. Uh, and that's, you know, where I was strong and where I was shining. That's awesome, man. Let's just go ahead and dive right in. So we've already kind of talked about what strengths like are ours, you know, and um, the the thing that I want to cover, because this is kind of the pioneer episode for um, power in strengths. And so what I want to talk about today, uh, first off, is what is Incredible Families? What is the Incredible Families uh, strengths assessment and what is its purpose or how do we how do we use it? Yeah, so Incredible Family is on a mission to help families become strong again. Uh, and what that means is families who are deeply connected to one another, who see the good in each other and want to be together in love, right? So we work with so many families who are just disrupted by negativity. And I really do mean that, disrupted by negativity. Like they cannot get out of their own negative ways. They see the worst in each other. The parents are constantly griping at their kids, yelling at the kids, nitpicking. The kids feel like mom and dad are always nagging at me. They're always picking on their siblings. There's just so much negativity. And we're, we want to just disrupt that, get it out, and create strong families who are connected through a lens of positivity and, and strengths. And that's what, um, that's what the strengths assessments have done, right? So we built these assessments that are specifically designed to help parents to see the good in themselves as a parent. And then further help parents see the good in their children. And it is just a night and day difference in the relationships you have with your kids when you start seeing the good in them, when you start seeing what's right with them, what's strong in them. And when you see those things, you understand your kid at a whole different level. And that different level allows you to see even some of their bad behaviors in a, in a positive way. You start understanding them and start getting them and empathizing with them. And it, it shifts, it disrupts that negativity. It turns it from like, hey, we're always after each other to we're all always building each other. And so that's what we're doing. We're creating strong families through this lens of positivity and strengths. Man, I, I love that description. Um, and something that I kind of just wanted to pick out, there's, there's two things that I wanted to kind of pick out of there. You said that we want to disrupt the disruption of negativity in families. Mm. And I just think that's super cool. Just, I mean, yeah. you as a family are disrupted by negativity and we want to yep. disrupt that. Yep. So that's awesome. I yeah. love that. And then the second thing is you, as you start to play into strengths, right? You see bad behaviors in mm. a positive way. So specifically, Melinda and I use the use the analogy all the time is when you have a competitive child with the mm -hmm. tie-in competitor, you know, um, yep. they're constantly challenging you. They're constantly arguing with you. And maybe you don't necessarily know why, but in reality, all that is, is just they find joy in competing. They, yeah. they like to make things a game. And so maybe you see that argument as just back talking. But yeah. instead, it's just a game for them. And so yeah. I love that. That's super cool. Well, it's so neat because it does like our, it does explain problem behaviors. And once we have an explanation for it, we start to 
develop a solution for it. So think about yelling for a second. I'm going to compare a competitor kid with a persuader kid. And so for those of you at home who aren't familiar with this, uh, a child with a competitor strength loves to win. They love winning. They love competing. And more than anything in the world, they hate losing. Right. They would almost rather not play than to lose. Uh, like, they just can't say it. I have one of these. And even when she's 12, even when she's playing with her six year old brother and they're playing soccer, she's running the score up 20 to one. And she's just loving it. She's just like, this is it. This is what my life is about. I was built to defeat children. Uh, anyway, <laughs> like, so the competitor is just this this drive. And so whenever there's an opportunity to win they're going to push for it, right? And again, they hate losing. So if they feel like this is a competition and they're on the losing end, they're going to drive harder. Now, contrast that to a persuader kid. A persuader kid is a kid who likes to have their voice heard. And if their voice isn't heard, they're going to push for their voice to be heard. They like to influence people. They have strong opinions and people need to know about their strong opinions. So you walk into a house and I do this all the time with clients and they'll say, hey, my child and I were constantly getting into fights, they always backtalk. And one of the first things we'll do is we'll look at their strengths. And if they have a competitor child who, and the child is backtalking, the reason why they're backtalking is actually very different than the reason why a persuader kid is backtalking. The persuader kid wants to be heard, and so they're backtalking. The competitor kid wants to win the argument, so they're backtalking. And so the solution for both of these is very different, right? For the persuader child, what you need to do is you need to actually stop and listen and hear them, right? And let them have a voice. And then once you've heard them all the way through, then you have an opportunity to end the argument. With a competitor kid, it's about taking winning off the table and about letting them know, oh, let pause, stop. There's no winning this. This is not a competition. And let them know right up front that this isn't a competition. Um, and once you take away the win-lose aspect of it, the competitor kid calms down. Um, Right. Does that, does that make sense? Like that the way we approach that so differently? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it makes sense to me. Um, and I'll, I'll just add to this. If, if anybody at home listening in is, um, you know, kind of confused or something like that at the end of this, um, episode, I will add in my contact information. Um, Ryan, if you want to drop out yours too, um, yeah. we'd, we'd absolutely, both of us would love to have con conversations with you surrounding this um, at a deeper level. Yeah. So if you don't mind, I'll, I'll share another little insight here. Go so for it. Absolutely. I, I have an energizer child. For those of you at home, an energizer child is literally what the name says. They have energizer that never stops. He is going as hard as he can from the moment he wakes up to the moment he passes out. He doesn't go to bed, he passes out. <laughs> the battery at zero, so he's like, Kong, uh, you'll go into his room and <laughs> sometimes I'll see him like climbing into bed. He won't have had the energy to get in bed because he spent it all like running around. Um, so having that high energizer child, you, you know, and I know that he's bouncing off the walls, right? And so when I see him do things like that, literally like jump on couches or or, you know, you know, take you stuff that's not supposed to be played with in, in like a way that's like, wow, they're out of control. For me, I can look at that and be like, okay, that's his energizer. And the solution for that for me is to redirect his energy. It's not just to tell him, hey, don't bounce on the on the couches. I got to actually find something else to let his energy out because I know that's deeply a part of who he is. And so I can look at his problem behaviors from this positive lens. I'm like, okay, what's the strength that's playing into? Okay, it's his energizer. 
well, let's find a way for him to, to get that out. Going back to the yelling, the positive trait in there, persuader is a kid will fight for anything. Okay, I need to make sure that they know their voice is heard. Competitor kid, okay, I need to find a way for them to compete on something else. And so it's just this great lens that changes the way that you view your family. That's great. See, I think that I personally need to uh, take the kids assessment and then you and my wife need to have a conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Because a lot of times she's just like, why are you arguing with me? Like, you don't need to win all the time. And it's just, yeah. So, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's awesome. I, I love that. It's, it's great. And just kind of shedding the, the light on, you know, some, some things that you can do differently in your family setting um, to maybe change the outcome overall. And that's, that's awesome. That's really what we're about is, is making a more positive impact in your family. Moving on, uh, what are some of the sciences behind incredible families? Like you are, you are the leading, one of the leading researchers in incredible families. Um, and so, um, if we could just maybe do like a, a, a brief dive or as brief as may be possible. Yeah. <laughs> um, totally. and, and then, uh, for our more technical people, I mean, just kind of, you know, yeah. zooming out just a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. I think, it, um, the science of this actually starts, uh, probably about 30 years ago when uh, Martin Seligman, he's a, he was a professor, a clinical psychologist at the University of Pennsylvania. He happened to be president of the American Psychological Association. And so you know what psychologists have traditionally done. What we do is we take broke people and then we make them so they're not broke anymore, right? So they're, they're normal. Okay, so you take a mental illness, you try to cure the illness so the person is able to function in life again. Well, <laughs> he... Uh, he noticed something that was really, really sad, and it's this, that although psychologists were pretty dang good at helping people who are feeling sick to be not sick, we really sucked at helping people who are just doing okay to actually flourish and thrive. We knew nothing about the science of happiness. We knew nothing about the science of flourishing, the science of well-being. We knew how to like make you so you weren't as depressed or as anxious, but we couldn't make it so that you felt happy. We couldn't make it so that you experienced joy every day so that you lived your best life. With the, the science of psychology, literally knew nothing about this. And so he proposed a revolution in psychology that's called the positive psychology revolution. So yeah, a lot of you are familiar with this now. It's just become part of our zeitgeist, part of like mainstream is positive psychology. Well, as they did research on human flourishing, one of the one of the dominant trends or treatments came to light. And it's that when people start looking at the best in themselves and the best in others, they started to flourish. And that's where strengths arose from. We need to stop looking at personality as, okay, well, let's just describe everything about you, right? Uh, you watch too much TV, you, you know, you procrastinate, you're, you talk too much. Let's stop looking at personality like that and start looking at what parts of your personality help you to build great relationships, to help you to flourish, help you to feel happy, help you to function in the workplace and at home. And so that's where strengths comes from. It's the best parts of your personality, the best parts of your patterns of thoughts, feelings and behaviors. And there's a whole host of data that shows that when people concentrate on strengths, 
in their general life, in the workplace, and now in parenting, they are happier. They are more successful. They have better relationships. There's even data that shows that their physical health is better. Uh, one of the coolest studies I've ever seen actually cut people, literally cut people, um, and gave them an inch gash and measured the positive emotions. And those who felt the most amount of positive emotions, that gash healed faster than those who were stuck in this negative thinking patterns. And so that's where strengths come from. It comes from this whole body of research, this revolution in psychology that says, let's look at the best. And the science is really clear. When we concentrate on the positive aspects of life, the strengths in each other and in ourselves, everything gets better. Um, for children, that means that they do better in school, that they, they're more engaged in the classroom. They're more likely to graduate from high school and graduate from college. They're less likely to drop out. Um, their physical health improves. There's even studies that show when the parents concentrate on children's strengths, they have, those children have lower BMIs, meaning they don't carry as much negative bad weight, right? For parents, this looks like they're more connected with their family. They're more engaged. They have better relationships with their spouse. And we all know that having children is hard on marriages, but people who concentrate on the their strengths, have better relationship with their spouse, better relationship with the kids, better communication. And I could go on and on. The science is really clear that concentrating on strengths and having a strengths-based lens within your family will help your family to be stronger and more connected. That's super cool. I I guess I've never really kind of looked at the science behind this before and just just seeing kind of how how it helps everything. I mean, you you mentioned the lower the lower BMI and that's just super cool. Like carrying negative emotions actually gives you weight. And so that's that's super neat. The one thing that I wanted to pull out of that little section was that you said when people look at the best in themselves and the best in others, they start to flourish. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's just that that's it. That's the that's the end goal and a podcast. So <laughs> Mike <laughs> <No>, and dropped. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's super awesome. And I just that if I would want to take anything out of this podcast, that is the one thing that I would want anybody to take home is that when you start looking at the positive in yourself and the positive in others, you start to flourish. Thank you for that so much. So kind of jumping and this is, I think is a good segue right there. How can knowing your strengths make you a more powerful person, like in as individuals specifically? Yeah, one of the the coolest, you know, when I was in um, undergraduate, I wanted to be uh, what I would call a real doctor, one that treats medicine. <laughs> I took my first psychology class, and I was like, no, no, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be a thought doctor, <laughs> right? Like, and one of the studies that my teacher taught us in undergrad that changed the way I think about the world was the self-fulfilling prophecy. And J James Allen said it, um, as a man thinketh, so he is, right? Uh, and that's what self-fulfilling prophecy is, is we start out with this idea of who we are, and then slowly but surely we become that. Uh, and it happens to all of us. We turn into the person that we think we are. So if we have this mental concept of ourselves that we're weak, we're not smart, we procrastinate, whatever our mental concepts are, we turn into that thing. But when we, flip side, when we view ourselves as strong, that we have these these capabilities, these wonderful parts of our personality, we become that too. And so in a lot of ways, 
um, we dictate who we are by how we think of ourselves. And now you, your next question should be this. Well, how, how do we decide how we think about ourselves? And I'll tell you, parents out there, you're forming your kid's self-concept. You're teaching your children how to think about themselves. And so if you are constantly telling your children through your words or through your actions that they're not good enough, that they're not smart enough, not pretty enough, not responsible enough, they're clean, you know, whatever it is, then they turn into that. But on the flip side, if you tell your kid, hey, you've got a lot of wonderful positive energy. Oh, I love the way you compete on everything. I love the way you want your voice heard. These are all wonderful parts of your personality and so many more. Then they start to develop into that person that you want them to be a person that they could be. And so how do they make us strong? How do they make, how do these strengths make us a more powerful person is that they define us in the ways that will define our future. That's awesome. Like that just mic drop after mic drop, I think from, <laughs> from Dr. Ryan here. Yeah. That's, this is beautiful. I don't have, I don't have anything to say after that. It's that's spot on. Like I have no follow up. <laughs> it, it's amazing stuff. It really is. Uh, so it's just fun to talk about. Absolutely. So my next question, I guess, and this is, this kind of follows right along is why, why would someone choose incredible families over say, just like the love language assessment or the Enneagram or, you know, something else out there on the internet that's just maybe free because, because the assessment is, is $10, right? Yeah. Um, but why, why would someone choose this one over say a free one? I think there are a number of reasons uh, for first is if it's a free assessment, I would ask yourself whether it's an actual real assessment. And what I mean by that is there's science behind that. So personality the field of personality psychology, it's a robust field. I mean, I mean that it, what I mean by that is there's a lot of math, a lot of science, a lot of statistics that go into personality research to form assessments that are valid, they're reliable, they predict what they say they predict, they actually mean something, they're not the horoscope, right? And so when I hear about a, a free assessment, a lot of times I think to myself, it's probably a horoscope, there's probably no real science to it. And I would say like anybody who's honest with themselves will probably acknowledge that a horoscope is just made up by somebody, you know, right? Like, so the degree to which something that's just like, hey, I just had this wonderful idea is, uh, you know, you're getting the science in me. So I, I won't bash other people's stuff, but I'll say like, I'm not going to live my <laughs> life by the horoscope, but I will live my life when the science like is very clear on that. So. Um, that being said, I will give a shout out for the love language test. That one's free. And I actually, that's a cool, cool, cool test or assessment. Um, just kind of gives you some basic ideas of how, you know, that your kids and your spouse's love language. Um, and then I will say the reason why you would get a benefit from paying the $10 one it's it's 10 bucks. Like it's, it's one trip to McDonald's. Right. Um, so I'm not worried about the price point, but I will say, uh, what it does give you is it gives you a handbook to who you are as a parent mm -hmm. and how to develop and become the best parent you could be. And it also gives you the, like the, the cheat sheet to your kids. Finally, <laughs> you know, I, like I, as a parent, I'm so often like, why are you the way you are? 
what were you thinking? Well, now I know, right? <laughs> now that we have this assessment, I'm like, oh, that's why you are the way you are, right? Because uh, you're not broken. You just have this strength that you're misusing. And all I need to do is guide it differently. Uh, and so I would give that a, a huge shout out. There's a lot of science and research into the incredible family assessment, both the incredible kids and the incredible parent that make it something that regardless of other assessments you take online, you should be taking this one. Of course. And, you know, um, you, you say we get the cheat sheet to our kids, you know, and I, I hear parents all the time. They're just like, man, there's no handbook to raising children. Well, guess what? Now there is. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that's that's awesome. And thank you for that. Thank you for sharing that. And I, I don't want to bash the love language either. I mean, for. Um, when we look at the incredible parents um, handbook, like like the book that we get um, in tenderness, there's actually an action step based on the love languages. Oh, yeah. And, and so I I just want to throw that in there for anybody that's kind of uh, looking at maybe taking this assessment and getting coaching done. We also use the love language and um, just. Just like Ryan said, there's tons of science that go in, goes into it. So um, my next question, I'm just going to keep driving right along. <laughs> um, and I'm going to kind of combine my next two questions together, if that's okay. Um, is Incredible Families just for parents? Because we talk about the mm -hmm. Incredible Parents and Incredible Kids assessment. Mm -hmm. So for for me personally, I'm not. I'm not a parent yet, but how can I use this incredible parents assessment to benefit me as not being a parent? Yeah. Yeah. The incredible parent assessment is actually strongly related to an upcoming release. We have the incredible leader assessment um, because, <laughs> and what the incredible leader assessment is, is it's a strengths-based assessment that looks at who you are as a leader. Well, it turns out who you are as a parent and who you are a leader, those are the same strengths, right? Like the same, you know, leading in the workplace looks a lot like leading in the home. And I can go on and on about this one. Um, but basically, they both have two big responsibilities to develop these warm environments in which their people, whether it's kids or the people they're leading, can flourish and develop structure in a way that the people they're leading, whether kids or employees, can flourish. And so what I would say is, no, you don't have to take the incredible parent as an assessment or be a parent. We have tons of people who aren't parent take that assessment because what they learn about themselves is who they are when they show up to lead people. Whether it's you're a teacher, you're a coach, you're a leader in an organization, or you're a leader in your home, you're an entrepreneur, it teaches you how you lead people. And so you have a better understanding of how you're going to show up when it requires you to have influence over others, have responsibility over others. And so I would take it. Um, and those of you who are uh, married, what I would say is you both should take the incredible parent assessment because you're going to look at that and be like, Oh, that's why you do that thing. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and you'll, you'll understand yourself at a deeper level. Now it does talk about kids in there, but you'll see pretty quickly. It refers to it. it is very relevant to how you just show up in any leadership capacity. Awesome. Okay, Dr. Ryan. So my last question is where can, and this, this is probably just a yeah. real quick question. 
Um, where can someone who has not taken the assessment or is maybe a little hesitant to, um, to take the assessment, where can they find more information? Yeah, I would start with uh, our, our book. Brandon and Annalyn Miller, my co-founders uh, in the Incredible Family Movement, they, they wrote the literal book called Incredible Parent. In it, you get actually a free code for the Incredible Parent Assessment, but it has some really wonderful background and insights into why this, what it means, and then they'll take you a deep dive into every single strength that's there to help you to grow. And so I would start there, Incredible Parent. You can buy it on Amazon. Uh, I think you can find it on our website as well. Uh, and so I would start by just diving in and reading a little bit more. I would start first with the parent. Uh, it's always nice to know who you are and how you show up strong and then start diving into who your kids are and how they show up strong. Um, and of course, you can, again, Amazon or Barnes & Noble, Costco, everywhere books are sold, you can buy Incredible Parent. Um, and then also visit IncredibleFamily.com. We have, we have resources there as well. And I would say, uh, go ahead and um, schedule a session with one of our Incredible Parents. Uh, incredible coaches they are awesome so we have a host of certified uh, parent strengths coaches that you can find on their on the website Aaron is one of them where you can sign up a lot of them will do a free introductory session where they answer your questions and then uh, help you get set up with the assessment and perhaps even they can do some help with your family do some long-term coaching so visit our website incrediblefamily.com either to purchase the assessment or sign up for a coaching session and of course Aaron, I think we're dropping our information below so that people can sign up for a session with you or one of our coaches. Absolutely. And I, I just want to echo that I, I am absolutely uh, more than available right now. Um, I would love to sit down with anyone that's kind of tuning in today. Um, and I do, I do offer that same uh, free discovery session. Um, even if you're not in my area, I offer what I like to call my um, virtual coffee date. So bring along your mug and we'll schedule something up. So Ryan, wrapping up here, um, if, if you could maybe just in a couple sentences, describe just just describe a couple things that we talked about the the main takeaways that you would like to to have our listeners uh take from today yeah i would say that the majority of clients that come to us come to us because there's negativity in their home of some type and that negativity could mean they're fighting with their kids could mean their kids are fighting with each other could mean that they're unhappy with themselves and their parenting, but for some reason or another, their home has been disrupted by negativity. And I'll tell you, we can either go through life and our family life holding this rock that's pulling us down. And I'm going to say pulling us down because I meet so many parents who say they're drowning, literally use the words I'm drowning. It's all I can do to keep myself above water. And I'll say, you can keep holding on to this rocket negativity or you can let it go. And once we let it go, then we can swim, then we can move, then we can perhaps even flourish and, and, and find a way to get out of the water um, and start experiencing joy in our families again. And this comes from when we change our perspective and start looking at the positive, strong things in ourselves and in, our, and in each other. When we start nurturing and developing our strengths as a parent, what we find is that parenting becomes easier and it becomes more joyful. 
And who doesn't want that, right? <laughs> like how many of us want easier time parenting? Uh, we get more energy, we're more enthusiastic in the sense we show up strong and feel strong. And then for our kids, when they have parents that focus on what's right in them, they develop and become their best selves. They become the kids that you see. Like I know as parents, we look at our kids and we're like, oh my gosh, they're so amazing. They're going to be awesome. Well, they start becoming that person in real life and other people start seeing that person when we see and nurture and develop the strengths inside of them. Um, and that all comes from first, we got to discover them. We cannot just sit back and wait. We have to discover our strengths. And so it starts today. It starts with us making commitment to see the strengths in each other and in ourselves. Um, so that's what I would leave you with today is that one message. Start today by discovering who you really are and who your kids really are. That's great. I, I really like and Every time that I coach someone, I, I like quoting uh, Kung Fu Panda, the mm. first one, just because, I mean, it's the best one, right? It is. Um, <laughs> but you got to go with the original. Right, exactly. And so Master Shifu, he's always talking when, when he's confronting Master Ugwe, he's like, Master Ugwe, that panda, like a peach can't defeat evil. And so Master Ugwe says, maybe it can if you can just nurture it, grow it and believe in it. It's the same thing for our kids. Um, if we believe that we can nurture them and grow them into the person that um, they're destined to be, then it's just going to be a great thing. It's going to be beautiful. Yeah. We are who we believe ourselves to be. That comes from parents, <laughs> right? Thank you, Aaron. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so where can we find you, Ryan? Um, I know you're kind you're really busy. Um, and so where can we find you social media, others, like that. LinkedIn is something that I use pretty regularly. So uh, feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn, Ryan Darby, and then also incrediblefamily.com. So we post a lot of things there um, as well. And of course, um, anybody, anybody from our team can help you. Awesome. And I think you kind of summed it up with your, with your uh, summation, but what is your, what is your call to action? What would you like people to start doing after today? Yeah, there's no point in waiting and you can't wait. The action that I'm asking you to take is so simple and so easy. It takes 10 or 15 minutes to discover your strengths. Start today, discover your strengths. That's great. Well, Dr. Ryan, I genuinely appreciate you stopping on and, and being with us. Um, and I just, from the bottom of my heart and for all of the people in the Power family, I I want to say thank you for sharing all of this great information with us. And I hope, I hope that we can have you on again and we can just continue to grow um, and disrupt the disrupting of negativity in our families. Thank you, and this was awesome. Um, and more power to the power family. Yeah. Thanks, Brian. Have a good day. <laughs>